All right. So welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatic. This is Granny with Ma Pop Fishing. We have here Fishing Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. <laughs> clever. Took you, yeah, pretty clever. It only took you a little bit to remember that. I so. had to think about it, even though it's my own thing. <laughs> and today, just so everybody knows, we actually got Zach Jones here from Deeply Driven Outdoors. So welcome, Mr. Zach. How are you doing today, sir? Really good, man. Thanks for having having me on. I appreciate it. No, thank you so much for actually giving us uh, the opportunity. And um, I actually, I'm really glad to, to have you on here because uh, I actually checked out a few of your your episodes on your channel. And um, it's a lot of stuff that I never do or done. So it's going to teach me a lot of new stuff today. So, uh, which is kind of cool. That, that's kind of what I, I wanted to, to have this kind of start to do is a uh, actually learn as as i you know meet people and everything so um yeah. so today as you can say we always drink beer as you know obviously in our beer fish for next no no you know part of the name and everything but um <laughs> all right kit i i gotta say this one right so today i'm drinking lagunitas yeah yeah there you I, go i said it right lagunitas and this thing is called little something something ale holy crap i think what? i just butchered the crap out of that <laughs> um it, it's little something something s-u-m-p-i-n something so it's little something, something something ale it's it's way smooth and silky ipa man i dude i don't know man i don't come with this stuff i just drink it so that's what i'm drinking today man what do you got <laughs> All right. I got one of my favorites, the Exile Zoltan IPA, Session IPA. It's, nice. a, it's a little more mild of an IPA for those non-IPA people. Nice, nice. And then yeah. how about you, Zach? What do you got drinking today, man? So I'm going with a, with a local local. I'm living in Knoxville, and the brewery is out of Knoxville. Peace Tree Brewing. Uh, it's a cold brew coffee stout. Holy nice. cow. Nice. Yeah. That's a, it's actually one of my uh, favorite breweries. Um, is it really? Yeah, it is because I'm a huge peach tree. I love blonde. They're, I think their blonde fatale is probably one of the best blondes um, in the nation. I, if anybody can prove me wrong on that, anybody listening or, or watching this, I'm serious. You find a better blonde ale for me to try out better than the peach tree blonde fatale. Um, I will, I'll send them a freaking a, a ma pop face mask if it tastes better. All right. I, and, and the thing is, I'm going to have to have fishing kit. Try it with me just to just confirm. But yeah, it's one of my favorite breweries. So well, the blonde, the blonde fatale is a little rough for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't going to lie. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's on the skunky side for me. It's like I'm, I'm kind of shy away from the skunky beers, but I know a lot of people do really like it. If you like blondes, it's supposed to be a really, really good blonde. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the, the better blondes. So, uh, all right. Cheers, buddies. Oh, cheers. Cheers. All right, man. This is not as uh, their other IPA, the Lagunitas, the other regular IPA one. It's not as hoppy. So I guess this is not as hoppy. Yeah, it's not as hoppy at all. It goes way smooth and silky IPA. So it's a little bit smoother. So yeah. anybody who's trying to, ooh, it does have a little bit of uh, that aftertaste, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> but I think uh, if anyone's trying to get into the IPA, going with the session IPA is like, a way to ease yourself into it. It's not. It's not very bitter. It does have that IPA taste to it. But uh, you ever you ever had the the uh, Zoltan? Uh, I Zach? haven't had the Zoltan. Uh, usually, I kind of shy away from IPAs too. I'm I'm waiting to have an IPA though that I've I've found to be like really good. So I might have to give the Zoltan a try. Yeah. yeah. It, I like uh, Fishing Kid was saying. Um, if you're looking to get into IPAs or looking to to do, because it's one of those things. Like when you eat, some people can eat super spicy, some people can't. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And when I say if you if you're looking to build up your tolerance to spiciness, the same thing with bitterness and hoppiness of beer. If you're looking to to build that tolerance up to the IPA, definitely don't start with the double IPA. If you're gonna get into IPA, oh, like oh, right. yeah, that, that, that'll literally make you never ever want to drink craft beer, especially IPAs ever again. But if you want to slowly get into it, I like he said, I, I highly recommend session. Session IPAs are always the the tolerable hoppiness of of beer wise. But um, it's you know what I, I love IPAs just because of the the citrus hops. I mean, the smell, the the fragrance of it. I I, I really appreciate that when I was brewing beer. So um, that's why I got into it. And next thing you know, um, my I'm telling you, your tolerance builds up. I mean, the hoppiness, oh, right, yeah. Kit? Yeah, right, Kit? Because I think, I think Fishing Kit, you weren't huge into IP until you really started, it got, it, it just grew, right, in a way? Yeah, when, when I started drinking with you more, like, you'd bring, like, IPAs and stuff, like, man, yeah. this, it tastes like you're drinking a pine cone. Like, right. why, why would anybody <laughs> like this? And now here I am. That's, like, that's my favorite kind of beer. Yeah. Pine cone. You guys ever try, like, the, uh, the ghost beers? Yeah, I've actually tried it. Um, I tried one. I think I yeah. It's, I've not had too many of them, but I've I've tried a couple at the state fair, like at the craft beer tent, and yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the idea of an IPA without some of the hoppiness. You still get some of like the fruity sour. Those ones are pretty good. Yeah, it, it well, it's an, too too sour for me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's an acquired taste at the end of the day. I think IPAs um it, it gets a bad rap sometimes. A lot of people think it's like super strong. It's just hoppiness. It's not the strength of the alcohol content, but. Um, right just like i said just don't go don't don't dive into the double ipa anybody if you're looking to start drinking craft beer just don't do that slowly session ipas are always the the route to take uh to to get yourself into into the ipa world the snob the beer snob world i guess you can say right indeed i would say that coffee drinking got me into it because i'm more of a more of a stouts and porters kind of guy you know yeah that's an easy bridge from coffee to stout agreed right well yep um definitely agree with you on that because uh my wife's a huge stout and um i'm a huge i, I love it too especially now with fall winter's coming up so definitely you, you're gonna start seeing me drinking more stouts more porters here coming soon so um not that i'm an alcoholic or anything i just love beer right guys so if anybody yeah. hey, beer's good there you go there so I mean, let's jump into it. Uh, I know everybody's probably listening like, okay, Zach, right? They, they go check yep. out your YouTube channel. Um, I actually, uh, I, I did so because Fishing Kit told me like who we're going to have because he actually, you know, reached out to you and like, hey, you know, Zach, you know, it's, it's going to jump on. And um, I looked at some of your channel stuff and then um, I actually subscribed to you a while back. And the cool thing was he didn't mention to me, okay, what's a diddy pole fishing? Okay. So a lot of <laughs> right. people don't know. So this is the crazy thing is like, I've never heard of it until, honestly, until I ran to your channel, until Fishing Kit literally today, he texted me, hey, you know, we can talk about Diddy pole fishing. And I'm just like, okay, it, it rang a <laughs> bell, but I really don't know. Can you explain a little bit, if you, if you don't mind, what that is? Uh, it looks cool as heck. And just just explain it for, for people who don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've never heard of Diddy poles or don't know anything about it, it, well, first of all, it's called a lot of different things. You may not have heard it called Diddy Pole, but like set line, bank line, bank pole. There's a lot of different things it's called. Basically, you're taking a piece of three-quarter inch PVC mm-hmm. and uh, putting some like tarred braid on it. Usually, people vary on, on the weight there, but usually 180 to 320-pound tarred braid line, and then they put a big circle hook on it. They take the, uh, you know, the boat down up and down the river, pound it in by a deep hole, 
you know, usually rig it up with a live bullhead, live bluegill, you know, someplace it's, you know, you think you're going to pull a flat head out of set the set the lines you can run five of them per person in iowa legally so if you get a three people in the boat or something like that you're checking 15 lines and then you come back a little bit later and check them out and just see what kind of what kind of fish you got hanging we've got some pretty big ones doing that i definitely always i always say this at first i definitely give more props to the guys that can catch the big ones on rod and reel because that takes more patience but it's a good time it's like it's a different kind of good time when you run ditty bowls for sure yeah. It seems to be like a good way if like if you want to catch a bunch of fish like over a night, it seems to be like a good way to do it. Yeah, it is. And it could be a good way too if you want to like remember fishing holes like for rod and reel, like you know, you, you you can fish five at once versus only one at one time. So you you know kind of know what holes produce well. And then if you want to come back rod and reel and test them out, you know, it's not a bad way to find that out too. Yeah, I just Man, I didn't know that you can have five lines literally per person. So, um, holy cow, that's pretty interesting. And then now yeah. do you, so in the Diddy polls, when you, um, where do you actually stick the actual PVC pipe? Cause I seen on your, you know, your, your videos and everything, I seen you, ca- you kind of put it on, um, it's almost like a wall, right? Like a wall mm-hmm. you can find anywhere. If there is no wall, where else would, could you stick the actual pole? I mean, where do you normally you could do it so like the wall you're you probably mean is like where like the bank drops right yeah. off into the water. Is that yeah. what you mean? Like yeah, where it's yeah, real sheer like that. Yeah. Usually usually we're looking for something where it's more sheer because it well, theoretically it would mean it's like deep water right below the surface too. But you could you know, if you even if there was like a sandbar, I guess you could use like longer line or if you're fishing shallower, you could uh run longer line out into the shallows. Mm-hmm. We we haven't really. But for the most part, we're looking to stick it in like really sheer bank. I've seen guys even take go so far as to like screw them into a log jam. Mm. You know, if there's like a, a stump sticking out of the water, like we've driven past a few like that. Mm-hmm. I could see a big one taking those off, but I don't, people do it. They catch fish doing that. So uh, I know it's mainly for like catfish, but I know you caught a buffalo. I yep. remember that. Any any other weird fish or like not you know not fish you would typically catch on a ditty pole? Yeah, um, the buffalo was the biggest surprise because we, we caught that on live bait. Um, it was 32 pounds this last yeah, year. Yeah, that thing was huge. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. We've, we've caught uh, snapping turtles, a couple of sheephead, gar. A lot of times gar will bite it off, but we've had, we put one or two in the boat with, uh, with ditty poles. But I don't think we've really caught anything else fish-wise like on a ditty pole. I thought the buffalo was cool. I was like, oh, my. Yeah, it was huge, too. Yeah, I'd never never see one that big. It's 32 pounds. Yeah. Big, big buffalo. Yeah, man, 32 pounds. People got to look that up. About big, that's a big buffalo. Their whole week. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, just really thinking about that. That's, uh, wow, that's pretty big, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, all right, okay, we got to try this. I got to try. I, I've never tried Diddy, Diddy Pole fishing, but it, it's pretty um, pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, Zach's, Zach's invited me out. So, I mean, I, I guess. If it's up to him, you know, we could all get together sometime. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd gladly take you both out. I want to get – I'm looking to get a new boat next year. So my the boat that I'm running, if you've watched my videos, especially – my boat always seems to break during my duck hunting videos, but uh, my boat breaks a lot. <laughs> we actually sunk <laughs> it last year. Oh, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. I think I remember and that. Then we got it – we wound up recovering it, but it's a little shaky-breaky. So I'm hoping to have a new boat by – next like open water season be a little bit bigger i'm gonna go like an 1860 and mm-hmm. a little bit bigger motor 
so I can take yeah. you know some more people with me, Diddy Poland. But yeah, I'd like I like to have you guys out for sure. Do you need a boat for to to Diddy Pole? I mean, I'm pretty sure pretty sure it makes it a lot easier. There's a guy that I follow on YouTube that does quite a few of them from the bank. Like he'll walk the bank and then pound the poles and then bait them. Uh, and he catches some decent fish doing that. But I think it makes it a lot easier. You know, if you're just walking the bank, you're probably going to be restricted to just like kind of a yeah. few hundred yard segment. Whereas we're going like, you know, several miles usually up and down the river. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. Like you're just saying, because you, if, if you have five different spots that you just saying five different uh, poles or whatever that you, you can set up at so, so far away that you don't want to walk so many miles. I guess you can literally, that's, that's pretty far, I guess. So that's probably why you use a boat. So that would make, make sense on that. Yeah, but you, you can do it, you know, just like walk in the bank. I mean, like I said, there's, there's guys that do it. When we started out, we didn't, we started out running ditty poles out of an inflatable boat. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it lasted like two months and we put like three holes in the thing. Wow. We have, we have some stories from that boat. We started out just river fish. I had a buddy that got me into river fishing in general. I used to just do lakes and ponds and river fishing was intimidating to me. And when we'd be sitting there like on the river bank, you know, drinking beers, catfishing, have a little fire and talk about running ditty poles, which I did once with my uncle when I was like 10 or 12. And then we were like, well, we should try and run ditty poles. <laughs> None of us had a boat, you know, we we're all really poor back then. And it's like, I was like, I have this inflatable thing that I think we can get up to like the next bend around in the river, you know? So we were like <laughs> just doing a real short run and trying to paddle this thing with one oar. And then we caught a, a channel what? cat and its dorsal spine popped the boat in oh. one, oh. one spot. <laughs> was this a, a, a kayak inflatable by chance? Because I, before I uh, got into kayak uh, fishing, I actually really, really looked into inflatable kayaks and that was my biggest fear. Like what you just said, if I hit something and there's a hole and I'm paddling and all of a sudden it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in my mind, I, I just pictured like, all right, air's coming out, water's coming in. And it just, like you just said, inflatable, it's like deflatable on the water. That was my yeah. biggest fear. So that's why I never actually pulled the trigger on an inflatable kayak. So I just wondered, was it one of those? And it was like a little, like, I don't know if you, it's just like a little like four person like rowboat. It said it's rated for four people, but we barely fit two grown men in there. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I, there's, there'd definitely be some downsides to the inflatable fishing craft, but like the kayak thing might be kind of nice if, especially if you're going like on a trip or something, you don't have a lot of room, yeah. you know, might have an advantage, but. And that, that's what I was thinking in my head, like, oh, I can just inf put that in the back of my van, and pump up the air real quick and go. But then, like I said, it just kind of, my mind was just like, all right, knowing my clumsiness and I would just hit something and then there's a hole and then I could see myself screaming at fishing kit. If he's there, I got a hole. <laughs> come I'd, be and like, say, nope. I'd be like, I didn't tell you to buy that. Buy that exactly. Shit, so. <laughs> That's exactly what he would say. He'd be like, dude, I told you, you dumb. Don't buy an inflatable kayak. I could just see him saying that. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm not going to go that route. <laughs> it's, it's, so um, did, did you want to get in like a, get in a kayak or did you, are you waiting to get one still? No, oh, I got one. I mean, I, I actually, I, I started kayak fishing actually before fishing kit did it. Cause I went cheapo though. I went, I bought one and then I, 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 I kayak fish for a while and then I had kids and then I sold it. And then this past year I decided to get back into it because fishing kits got me back into it. He's like, just do it. Ask for forgiveness later, which I did. Right. So, so now I, I, yeah, I, I, 
actually we're gonna go this weekend i think we're gonna go right kit this weekend yeah clear lake um, we're gonna go up to up oh, north. nice yeah we're gonna try we're gonna try going up there this weekend and uh we'll see if uh how i do i mean i haven't had too much luck on the kayak this year fishing wise i've had fun on it I just haven't had like i never i haven't had the uh um just catching you know what i'm saying like a lot of fish so hopefully, hopefully this is, this might be my last trip out on the kayak. So we'll see how I do on that. So you uh you guys going after some Walters up there? Uh, yellow bass, walleyes. It'd be cool to catch a muskie. Yeah, anything, anything that <laughs> bites in my in my in my I don't catch that often, man. So anything that bites, man, I'll be happy, man. But but he's sure. right. If we can catch a hey, dude, if I catch a muskie, I'm because that's that's still my unicorn and it's so crazy because we have we have a lot of guests uh that come on here like yeah come up man we catch muskies all the time like you mother you know because we <laughs> i i never i've never caught one so that's 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 my unicorn so you know in a sense so what's your unicorn what, what's your what's a fish that right now uh zach if if you can catch a fish a specific species right now what would it be oh man um it's a good question <laughs> i guess if i had the opportunity i'd go and do uh king salmon oh unless That's... unless you mean within the bounds of what we have in iowa no no, no just wherever just, exactly because yeah. we, we, we like to ask that just to kind of see where people's minds you know are at in regards to a species wise but ooh, king yeah. salmon man that we, we went up to um when i was a kid we went up to alaska and we took like a fishing charter on the kenai on the kenai river up there and i had the king salmon on the line but he got off so i've just always kind of been like man it'd be kind of nice to go back and catch a king so and I, some of the fishing for me is like it's not so much just about the fish but like the experience required to catch the fish mm-hmm. you know so like it would require me to well it wouldn't require me to go to alaska i don't think i think you can find him closer but i would go to alaska you know catch a king actually make hey, it about can- the trip are there is there king salmon up in the lake michigan kit do you know i want to say there is kings in in like the great lakes yeah that's what i was wondering i wasn't sure if i know it's like salmon season uh up there right now too yeah that's because um yeah we did with we just did a uh podcast with the yang he did say that right there was salmon season but i wasn't sure if they had king salmon up there i know it's um that's let me see i can look it up real quick for sure yeah Yeah. that'd be kind of cool though the, the catch a king I, i've never caught a salmon obviously um but that would be that would be kind of cool because uh i used to live in california the bay area and i actually I, i've taken um my father and all my uncles and cousins and stuff we went um deep sea we, we chartered a boat and everything out there and uh, they caught i didn't catch jack i watched them reel it in the salmon it was freaking awesome but i didn't catch anything so it was like but i went there to get a great buzz <laughs> so so I, I caught something i guess you could say i i did catch fit yeah, i just watched counts. yeah i guess that counts but i watch everybody else catch but um yeah i think you're right i think they might have king salmon up there in the in, in michigan lakes up there that'd be kind of cool though and they got a few salmon species in the great lakes I, I don't know what species exactly i think coho chinook chinook is king if they got chinooks then they oh okay the same thing. oh okay yeah, yeah. I, I haven't looked i guess i should probably <laughs> I mean, it ain't too far. Seven hours away, right? You know, it's doable. It's a you, you know you. It's possible weekend trip. Yeah. Now this is making me want to go on a fishing trip. All right. So um, I also uh, I wanted to t- ask you about like trot lines. So like, what's the difference between between that and you know your usual ditty pole or whatever? Okay. All right. Um. So trot line is 
I'm trying to think how to describe this without like using like hand motion and video. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm used to video describing it. So yeah. <laughs> you would take a, you have a long main line. Uh, mm-hmm. Our main line is like 150 feet. We're just, we're newer to setting a trot line, but look at the long main line. It's like 150 feet. Also it's like braided, braided twine. Then you attach that to a bank. You know, usually you're looking for slack water, still water, something where the, you know, the whole thing is not going to like, be blowing around in the current get all messed up on the other end of that main line you've got a, a weight which we were using an old car rotor but that was that weighed too much like once i get suction <laughs> down into the mud pulling that thing up is a big chore so i got some other weights oh. for that that we're going to use next year and then so you've got one side on the bank and then one side of that main line is all the way out into like the middle of the river and weighed down and then attached to that weight i've got a little bit of a float so like it's that way i can float the main line like a foot foot and a half off the bottom mm-hmm. so we set that and then we go back and we have like drops so they're maybe a foot of line with hooks on them hmm. we'll put 15 drops down the main line down that 150 feet of main line mm-hmm. with whatever kind of bait we use you know we tried shrimp and different kinds of you know full fish bait you know dead bait live bait cut bait all different kinds of species um, and then same kind of thing so when we leave those leave those baits sit come back check them you know six hours later or 10 hours later whatever you know how many line or how many uh trot lines can we have in iowa so if you're running trot line you can pretty much this is where it gets tricky so fishermen <laughs> make the determination between diddy pull and yeah. trot line right the way the regulation reads in the dnr like the from their actual handbook it says that they really don't make a distinction between set line bank line diddy pull trot line they kind of mold all those together so you can have five total sets with no more than 15 total hooks so oh. if you ran 15 hooks on a trot you can only run one set okay um, oh. something we've done is we'll do four diddy poles with one hook a piece and then just run an 11 drop trot so then we've got oh. five sets 15 hooks interesting yeah I, I i didn't know i didn't know about that one man my mind's yeah. blown right now i'm like <laughs> really that i mean i mean it makes sense but holy yeah okay okay that that's um because we're gonna have uh i think in the uh, next week or so um we're gonna have a uh dnr research guy on here so i'm gonna ask him that too i just want to make sure to oh, nice. confirm confirm the uh the hooks and uh uh before i go out and decide to do something like <laughs> whoops yeah <laughs> yeah definitely definitely uh, a, a quick way to ruin a timeout is to Get get caught yeah. by a DNR making some mistakes on the rules. Yeah, sure. I think, and that's the worst is the one where you don't do it on purpose too. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, if yeah. you're gonna have those out there who try to skirt the you know the lines of the law, I guess you can say. But then when you literally had no idea, which you probably should find out before you actually do, right? Um, that would probably be, yeah. I'm gonna find that. That's really cool. No, what we I mean, it makes sense, but that's um, yeah. That, that'll be an interesting podcast I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing that i've been curious about um flathead conservation Ooh. so we throw a lot of fish back like when we catch because we will catch a lot but we throw a lot back and I've, I've been curious to ask like if i could pick a like a dnr like biologist brain for like mm-hmm. 10 minutes mm-hmm. i'd have a lot of questions about like flathead uh biology like what are the what's the right size to throw back versus like what's a good threshold to keep you know like what are what are their uh you know, like at what size do they lay the most eggs and should we not be keeping them? That kind of thing. 
Yeah, right. yeah. There's a there's a petition going around it like yes. for Iowa right now too. Yeah, I was yeah. Seeing you, you share that to make the regulations separate for flatheads. Yeah, like only one fish over thirty, and I forgot what some of the other regulations were, yeah. but yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're you're definitely right, Zach. What what I'll do is uh, we'll we'll send you or I have fishing kits send you um questionnaires for that because no, you're right. I, I I'm curious too. Like we we can just estimate or just guess like ah oh, that's a good size to release back or not 100 yeah. percent sure or whatever but i'm pretty sure somebody who's who does that for a living and who who actually went to school to research you know all that will have a a good answer for us so um remind me on that one kit when we interview uh the dnr guy to definitely ask him about the the flathead yeah. thing because i think now you're right though um that's the biggest thing because right now i guess you know i i never really even thought about that no no uh, what i was gonna say i'm sorry was uh when we were speaking with uh spencer from river certified and he did i, I never knew how big of a um i guess you can say a big of a thing it is with, with flatheads here in Iowa that the larger, like he was telling us like the, the 50, the 50 to 60, 70 pound, whatever large, you know, you know, flatheads, those are literally once in a generation of, you'll never see another fish that size again in your whole lifetime. And that's what he was trying to explain to us and um, of why he releases. And, you know, those larger ones is because those suckers take, a whole lifetime to yeah. get to that size. Not it's not like um like we were talking about earlier, like a, a wiper or a big crappie. It doesn't take five, 10 years. Those those flatheads literally, like you was saying, takes 40 to 50 years to get to that specific size. Yeah. And that's it's a lot, it's a lot of time to, you know, that that fish you know, invest into getting that size. Like it's nice to be able to release them and you know, let them get even bigger for other people to catch. But it's also I don't know if it's like good genetics, like you want those genetics to be passed on and a lot of egg laying, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, that's a good question. That's what I wanted to know too. Um, is it genetics? Like the fish, like, so the bigger fish, they should be able to breed bigger fish, right? That's the, I mean, right. yeah, that's, I think so. that's normal thinking you would think, right? Cause DNA, you would, normally that big fish would be able to pass on that genetic you know genes to the next round of fish that they you know that they produce should be bigger right i don't know am i right i think so but, yeah, but i don't know i don't know it was able to like you know well one avoid being taken by a fisherman and then just like just not dying from like natural causes yeah yeah we on my like i don't know if it makes any sense biologically or not like on my boat we have a a 20 pound threshold for flats like we throw a lot more back than that but if it's over 20 pounds or 20 pounds are over it automatically goes back in the water but a lot of times we'll throw back more than that too and like if it's a channel if it's 10 or over it automatically goes back i don't know if it makes any sense or if that's just arbitrary but it's just kind of our way to like not keep everything that that we catch yeah. sort of conserve I mean, the resource a bit you're not i don't think you're doing any harm by throwing no. back a 10 pound channel or a 20 pound uh flathead no yeah no probably so, not and we catch so many that are four five six pounds that for anything we you know we want to have a fish fry for we we'll get our our catfish meat for sure yeah i wish um i had that issue i don't have that issue man i don't i don't i don't think i've caught it, it's very rare that i catch anything double digits i think there's a reason why too but like like i said ever since you know kit here fishy kid always tells me you know you, you don't have to keep everything you catch man it's it's true and it, right. it, it selective harvest right kit 
Yep, selective yeah. harvest. There you go. Yep. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not out here trying to tell people they can't keep fish, but but just just uh, throw the big ones back. That's all I ask. Right. Yep. The big ones are like you know don't have to limit every time that kind of right. thing. You know. Yeah. A like a over a ten plus pound channel cat in Iowa seems to be a rare fish. You don't yeah. you don't hear about a lot of those being caught. Mm-mm. We've only caught even on like on Diddy Pole, like we've only caught a handful over double digits. We had one actually over Memorial Day that was twelve and three quarters. And like that was probably the second biggest channel that we'd ever boated. And like, yeah, that's a rare fish. Like ten pound if you get over ten pounds for a channel, that's a that's a tank here. Yeah. Why is it that? Is. Do you think do you think it's just because of pressure or what? It could be the pressure. It could be I wish I knew. I wish I had a better answer. It could be resource. Like they may not, they may not have mm-hmm. better forage elsewhere or longer growing season somewhere. Yeah. You know? Oh, it, yeah. It could be a lot of things. Who knows, really? Because we have plenty of channels here in Iowa. I mean, there's there's yeah. there's lots. I mean, mm-hmm. in all the lakes, there's plenty of channels. Like, there's not an issue of catching them, but the issue is of like you were saying, is catching the double digit channels. That's very rare. I'm just wondering, is it because there's just too many of them? Or like you were just saying, there's the forage is just not to get them to that size. Or I don't know. I'm just wondering. That's a good thing to ask yeah. the DNR guy too, I guess, right? I know. I'm looking yeah. forward to that episode. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. We're going to have yeah, to. Like, why don't we grow monster channel cats? Yeah, right? that, it's like true, every though. state, every state around us, they you know they got big channels. Yeah, and we we, yeah. we have it though. That I mean, the thing is, not that we don't have you know uh, that you never catch channels. We catch them. It's just like you were just saying, just the size. Why are we, why are they not in the double digits? I'd be pretty fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to hit my master angler channel in Iowa. What is what's the oh, it's thirty? It's thirty, right? Thirty, thirty, 30 inches. Thirty inches. Yeah. yeah. Well, we caught one in Kansas. We went. Well, I I mean, it was my nephew and fishing kit here. They went to Kansas and they caught a thirty-three incher. So yeah. that was a master angler down there, and it would have been the same thing in Iowa. So that was the biggest channel i've ever well yeah, biggest we've... channel i've ever seen yeah. yeah i was listening to that episode i saw kit's pictures on facebook of it i think it was humongous did you was... re- register it for master angler down there no we didn't we just we just you know i, I thought it was a blue cat so i was like all right we gotta let this thing go because at the lake um they're trying to establish a um like a breeding population of blue cats at that lake oh, sure. so the minimum is 36 so i was like Oh, it kind of looks like a blue. I'm not sure. So, but if you're not sure, you shouldn't keep a fish. So just let right. it go. Right. Yeah. We, we were talking to each other. We we're looking at each other like we weren't sure at all. I mean, it, you couldn't tell. You literally couldn't. It, it looked like a blue, but yeah, then it was just like, it was also kind of dark too. Yeah. And like, it was just, and we we're all excited. But you know what? At the end of the day, we're like, what the hell are you going to keep it for anyway? It was so big. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, right. and, and the thing was, what kit was just saying like we had plenty of fish that week because we caught a lot of white bass already it's like mm-hmm. i mean w- w- what's the difference if we caught a, a 30 you know kept kept a 33 inch cap it, it, it made no sense i mean in in our opinion but um that was pretty cool i i really think it was a channel but it was pretty damn right. cool now that i look back on it i'm pretty sure it's a channel yeah. yeah then i've i've asked the the experts at catfish college and they they all chimed in they all said channel cats oh, i thought i thought you were gonna say i, I asked the expert just go to facebook <laughs> well it, it was facebook but it was a catfish group there you go it, it when in doubt just take a picture post it on facebook you'll see uh the experts chime in instantly what it is or what it you know you know how that goes oh, yeah they'll come right out of the woodwork 
Yeah, but like I said, you know, if you're not sure about a species, you shouldn't keep it. I, I, I do see that on Facebook, like, oh, they take it home, like, oh, I don't know what this is. What is it? Like, uh, I shouldn't <laughs> have kept it. Like, what if it was like an endangered species or, yep. you know, you don't have the right size? You're kind of just asking yeah. for a fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and those people, true. and you know, they took it home because they're taking a picture in their driveway. Because <laughs> yeah. if yep. they're holding a fish in there in the driveway, like, Anybody know what this is? I'm like, if you don't even know it, you kept it. What the, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's just like one of those things like, um, that's probably not the smartest thing to do, but you, you know they kept it already, but it's true. it's true. Know your species, I guess, or at least try. All right, Zach. So you, you do like a lot of hunting on your YouTube channel. Um, yeah, try. And it's it's like what? It's duck season again? Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's duck season. It's like early... Like it's the early, well, this weekend has been early opener for South Zone, which is anything south of Highway 30. Uh, yeah, been out doing a little bit of duck hunting, not successfully, which no. I'm not very good. I'm the first one to tell you, I'm not very good at hunting. I just do it because I like to do it. Yeah. You know, and when it does pan out, it's a lot of fun. So, do you do, do you, you, you like do like all sorts of hunting, like deer, mm-hmm. turkey, duck? Yep. Know. Yep. I'm yet to be successful turkey hunting, but I got really close last year. I do deer hunting. Uh, like muzzle loader every year. Um, that's a lot of fun. I like I like doing that. And then waterfowl. Waterfowl is my main. Um, yeah, that's your that's, favorite. That's your favorite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a social hunt. It's a little different than other kinds of hunting because like with deer, like you're worrying about like your scent control and all this stuff and being real quiet and sitting real still. And like with duck hunting, you can sit there and like there's times we'll take out breakfast in the marsh and like cook it with like propane cookers. And like, we would sit there having a conversation you can be, you know, like with deer hunting, they say you shouldn't be drinking coffee in the blind and stuff because the deer will smell it. But like, it doesn't matter with duck hunting, you know, as long as there's, if there's ducks flying around, obviously you kind of, you get down and be quiet, but yeah, it's, it's a social hunt. And that's what I like about duck hunting. Quick question. When is Turkey season by, by chance? Like we've got a fall season going on. I think the fall season is going on right now. Okay. Uh, but there's spring turkey, which is usually like early April through it goes through mid May, okay. you know, and it's kind of split up into four seasons. Okay, because I just because yeah, because um, well, I mean, I don't hunt because my wife doesn't. Allow, okay, that's that, <laughs> that, that's for a different podcast, a different situation, anyways. But um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's anyways. I'm not allowed to hunt at the moment, and I was just wondering because turkeys are you know primarily ready for november obviously for thanksgiving and everything right that's when people yeah. are thinking in their minds so then mm-hmm. that's why me and my, uh, my wife were talking about like but why are you hunting so early in the year when we're actually gonna you know what i'm saying in, in a way yeah. it kind of stinks because then you don't eat it until thanksgiving in a way right i guess the season yeah. it's just weird and- that way i don't know and there, there is a fall season. So like a lot of people don't do it. It's not as near as popular as the spring season, but you can do a fall Turkey season. I can get a tags for it. I've never, I've never done it, but I know that it exists, but yeah. spring Turkey is more, that's more popular is it's the breeding season. So like the male turkeys are more responsive to calling. And like, that's where mm. kind of the fun comes in. You get all camoed up and hide from them and stuff. And then try and call them in and it's a lot of fun when they're gobbling back at you and then yeah you get closer <laughs> and you see them strutting by your decoy and it's like man it's a good time <laughs> are we gonna hunt this year are we gonna get hunt like in the next year or two are, are you down to, to to try something new we can we can call this bffh <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I don't know I, man 
I've I've always had an interest, but man, I just See? I just want to go fish all the time. You know, fish <laughs> is fishing kit. Come on, true hunting kit. could be hunting kit. Exactly, <laughs> it could be could be fishing and hunting kit. Man, that'd be uh, you know hunting is only you know for a few weeks out of the year. So that's that's true. true. That, that's my problem with fall fishing. Is like I know fall fishing is one of the best times to be out, but then it's like yeah. man, I gotta I gotta hunt well it's hunting season so <laughs> yeah. i don't get out and do as much fall fishing as i need to are you gonna ice fish this year zach i don't have any ice fishing gear it's okay but i've, <laughs> I've <laughs> considered like it would be it would be fun i've always said if somebody's got a good walleye spot you know if i don't have to sit there and pull up a little dink bluegill but like good walleye or big crappie through the ice i'm down catfish right. that's where it's at so okay so this is the thing i'm holding because i i haven't caught a big catfish through the ice and then I go see my friend here, fishing kit, his video, reeling all these freaking catfish through the ice. So he's got to take me this year. But no, you're right. If you don't worry about the gear and stuff, we're, we're, we, we got all that stuff. Got all that stuff. You don't even have to worry about anything, honestly. You come with us, you don't have to worry about anything at all. Just, just warm clothes. That's all you got. That's exactly. all you got to worry about. That's all you got to worry about. Warm clothes and just come with us. Uh, we have all the, the gear necessary you're uh you you'll be in for a surprise when it comes to ice fishing because you're going to be addicted i i, I tell right. i tell it i t- i literally tell everybody this if you never if you love fishing if you never ice fish and then you go ice fishing with us or how we ice fish i guarantee it once you catch the first couple of fish you never you 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 get a weird itch right right now i think it was in october november you get this weird itch that all of a sudden you go to youtube and look up fishing kit <laughs> yeah, sure, or, or, or any other or any other fi- no honestly or any other fishing channels then you start looking at these ice fishing stuff and like huh and you get that it's, it's called the ice itch that's what they i guess that's what they call it i don't know man years ago i, I tried it out like i was just sitting on a bucket like no ice shack sitting on a bucket you know, like it was january like minus 10 degrees with the wind blowing on me and i caught bluegill like barely the size of my hand and i'm like this just isn't worth it <laughs> but it's, then lately like as i look into it i'm like man there's a lot of people having a good time out there in these like heated ice shacks just drinking yeah. beer on the ice and catching fish and it's like i don't do anything else in february so sure yeah, yeah. so this is the thing if you go ice fishing with me you might not catch a lot of fish like fishing kit does but you'll definitely have a good time <laughs> and you but, will be in a shack and you might be warm and you'll have <laughs> you have good food and good drinks you'll catch something you'll catch something <laughs> but but if you go with fishing kit he, he'll show you how to no this is the truth though uh we we did a podcast you, you have to be um uh, on the move in a way you just gotta have the right clothing but you gotta be on the move with ice fishing is um it's just a little bit weird that way you ha- you have to go you just got to keep mobile. I know it sucks when it's like 20 below or, you know, zero degrees, but um, this day and age, they have the gear that you can buy. I mean, it literally is super warm. You, you just put your back to the wind and you're, you're good to go. Honestly. Um, I'm just lazy <laughs> sometimes. And I just want to, like you just said, put a shack up and just sit there and drink. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the elements you know do do make it really tough but if if i'm gonna set up in like a certain spot i'll try to set up in a spot that would you know maximize my odds of catching fish you know yeah. some uh, somewhere you know where you would think a fish would move through are you what do you how, how do you look for a spot ice fishing like how's that different than open water um i wouldn't say it's all that much different really 
But the only thing is, you know, you're more limited with your mobility, like bank fishing, for example, like at least if you're at a spot, you cast, you know, like 50 different angles. But with ice fishing, you know, you got to pick a spot. If you want to fish, fish 50 different angles or whatever, that means, you know, you're drilling 50 different holes around. Just look at your maps and um, like, cause the DNR has got like structure maps where they drop yeah, you know, brush piles, all this stuff. I look at a lot of that stuff. Then there's your contour maps, you know, try just try looking at, um, I don't know, good fishy spots, like drop-offs, not break-offs, mm-hmm. drop-offs, humps, whatever, all that stuff. And then, you know, usually in the ice, typically fish are a little bit deeper. So, I mean, with the, with the exception of like Clear Lake, you know, I fish in like two, three feet of water up there, but most of the lakes, um, I try to find like, if, if it's like 20 feet deep, I'm probably fishing in that, you know, deeper 10 to 20 feet. But, but like, like fishing kids said, I mean, this day and age with the technology. Um, okay. So let's just say you look at the map, you know, where the brush piles at, or, you know, wherever the structure, right. Or rock piles or whatever that DNR has set. So you go over there. And you literally can drop, you know, your, your flasher down the hole, you drill one hole and you can, you, you literally right on top, you can see the structure with, you know, once you drill it. Right. And then with mm-hmm. your flasher and everything, you can tell there's fish there or not. I mean, you can literally see, so then you just move. And that's, I think, I mean, to me, like, like, like fishing kid was saying, when you're on, when, when you're fishing open water wise, you can cast right, left, straight, wherever the case is, you can move a hundred feet this way fish right left straight again ice fishing you literally just fish right below you you can't you can't cast there's no casting right but the benefit is you have that flasher that 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 you know sonar fish finder um you can you can you can know if 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 you're just standing or sitting right at that spot and you see no movement all you see is a tree you see a structure in a tree you fish there for like 10 15 20 minutes I mean, you're not going to stay there any much longer if you see no movement. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think that's, I mean, that's the allure to me is because you you still have the search. People's like, oh, that's cheating. It's cheating because cheating fishing. But technically, it's not because you still you have still, to go. You still got to catch the fish. <laughs> you you got to catch the right. fish and you still have to find them because just because, yeah. you know, just because it's water right here doesn't mean there's fish right underneath me, man. I still have to go and find a fish. And yeah. But the cool thing about, like I said, it's like, it's really cool though. Cause I mean, if you love video game, okay, this is the thing I tell anybody this, you love video games, you're going to love ice fishing. I, I, I kid you not because with, with today's technology and you can get it for cheap nowadays, flashers and everything. Um, just, okay. You come with us. We have extra flashers, so you don't have to worry about that. But flasher nowadays that you can get them for, for good deals, like really cheap. And like I said, it's so cool. It's so cool to see your lure go down and you see it go down on your flasher or whatever you're using in your fish finder. And then you see the fish come up and then hit it. Oh man. I don't know, man. It's just one of those things. It's, it's so euphoric in a way when you, when I see my lure and then all of a sudden the fish just hit it and then your pole bends and you're reeling it in and it could be a small ass fish and you still freaking super excited. <laughs> I don't know. I'm super excited. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't get time. excited. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Go ahead, Zach. No, I, just, I, I kind of see how that'd be like playing a video game. Like, you know, you're watching your, your lure and enticing the fish and you watch the fish come up and take it on the screen and then boom, there it is. Yeah. 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 But, I was going to say, um, I don't get excited by, about the little fish anymore because I guess I'm seasoned, so I just I just try to catch the big fish through the ice now. Don't listen to him, man. <laughs> every fish, every fish is exciting to me. So 
You know, it's just one of those things where I, I see those other guys who catch, you know, their YouTube channels, they catch small fish, they get super excited. That's me because it's real. <laughs> I don't catch fish that often. So it's like yeah. exciting to me, man. But yeah, right. yeah. We'll, we'll add ice fishing to your rep- repertoire. That'd be nice. I still need to get in. I've, I have almost, I don't think I've ever really caught like keeper walleye in Iowa. And I've thought about like trying that through the ice, mm-hmm. like just getting a few walleye to eat. Uh, the cat, the catfishing through the ice would be interesting too. Yeah, um, walleye is a little tricky. Catfish are pretty tricky too. I've I just started learning how to catch catfish through the ice. I mean, well, I mean, I guess they'll really come to a test this season. I can't say, yeah, I learned how to catch catfish, and then the <laughs> season goes through, I don't catch a damn catfish. Like, uh, I guess I didn't learn anything. <laughs> but you know what? No, last year you had a great year. I think through, through oh, the ice for for catfish wise because. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, man, I'm just like, ah, I'm super jealous. I'm not going to lie, man. I see him catch those cats through the ice. I'm like, super. I, I, I want to. And if you haven't, what's the biggest uh, walleye you've caught here in Iowa? Oh, in Iowa? I mean, I'm throwing them back at Big Creek. So under f- sub 15, I think, for Iowa. I don't think I've ever really caught one that really in Iowa. Yeah. All right, you're going with us for ice season, Kit. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you you got to get him something a little bit bigger than that. I'm, I mean, that's the thing. Even if I could just get like a few 17s, 18s, you know, just something, right. just something to take home and throw in the pan. Because I love eating walleye, but I don't, yeah. I don't ever catch them big enough to eat. Yeah, right. we, yeah, we could work something out there. I mean, <laughs> this uh, this lake I go to has has catfish and walleyes that I kind of get into consistently. Yeah, sure. we'll we'll definitely get you on um on that. Actually, my biggest catfish in Iowa this year was through the ice. It was um, really? 29 inches, I think. Damn. Almost a master angler through, through, through a seven-inch hole, man. It was, it was That'd fun. be something. You get a master angler through the ice on cats? Ooh. Yeah. What, what's, your, what's your bait situation like when you're ice fishing cats? Is it the same thing? Like you're still using you know, cut bait and live bait and stuff, or is it you downsizing? Yeah, for, for me, it was um, – I think I caught one on like minnows. I think I had like a couple, like I chunked up a couple minnows and then I stuck a live minnow on there. But usually fresh cut stuff, like I, I would catch some bluegills. Like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be catfish bait. Cut them up. And like we were fishing them aggressive. Like normally people say, you know, just fish slow for catfish through the uh-huh. ice. I found, I found it to be more successful, like just like, just ripping it. Just like going like this, you know, causing all that action. Just draw them in. And then once you, once you see that big red blob, on your flasher then you slow down but even then you know i'm like lifting it away i'm making them come up to it so like when catfish they're kind of weird like you know most fish like here here's here's your jig or whatever like mm-hmm. they're coming in horizontal to the bait but the catfish they're they're coming like like this vertically from the hmm. bottom so like on the graph so it looks like they're three you know your, your blob is like three feet long you can't mistake a catfish like on the graph because it's just huge you just know it so this is the deal. We're gonna take Zach ice fishing, and he's gonna take us diddy pole fishing. I'm down. Sounds sounds like a plan. No, no. Uh, does is there an end season or anything for diddy pole? Uh, not really. I mean, you could you could still do it now. One of the, fall fishing for diddy poles has been good. When we've done it okay. before. That's what I was at. Yeah. Much, but yeah. I mean, as long as the water is open, I guess you could do it. You know. All right. That's the deal. We're doing that kit. We do diddy pole, and we're gonna take Zach ice fishing. We gotta That's trade good. off on that. I think, like I said, I'd like to get my new boat and then by next open water season, yeah, take you guys out. Game. 
that way, you know, I got a little more room. It'd be a nicer boat. It won't break down. And then we be sitting there going, what the hell did this guy take us out here and broken boat on the river <laughs> and, hey, stranded. stranded. <laughs> as long as you have beer, I don't think we're going to complain. As long as we have fishing poles and a beer, because just in case, <laughs> we'll be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about that. Right. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, well, we'll definitely take you fishing and everything because uh, ice fishing wise, because I think um, I think uh, deeply driven is going to need that a little a little ice fishing madness in your on your channel because uh, I know I, I my, the channel is kind of a jack of all trades and I don't really is, have any ice fishing on there so it's it awesome no no I love it I love your channel I think um, yeah we, we, we gotta get some ice fishing in there for you and then um, you, you're gonna you're gonna like I said I'm sorry to say this to you're gonna be addicted bro. You're, you're going to yeah. go ice fishing. You're be like, all right, I'm going to start buying this. I need to get this. I need to get this. Next thing you know, um, like fishing kit here. I got him to ice fishing. Next thing you know, he, you become a professional ice fisherman. And he just. Oh, I don't know about pro. He, he <laughs> flew. He flew. It's, it's one of those. that he, I just saw him just fly away and he just became like great. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Thanks. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. This isn't the beer. Oh, this is funny, dude. Uh, so. I mean, uh, is there uh, any species right now? What, what are you going to target now? Because it's almost fall. Is there anything, any, any specific fish that you're going to target right now, Zach, um, fishing-wise or anything? If I could get on, like I said, so unfortunately now this time of year, I'm splitting some time with hunting, so I don't get mm -hmm. out fishing as much as I normally do. But um, if I could get on a fall walleye bite mm -hmm. at some point before ice locks up, I'd be mm -hmm. just fine with that. So mostly on my channel, like you – a lot of people see me, you know, doing the ditty poles and the catfish and stuff like that. But my second yeah. favorite type of fishing is walleye fishing. So mm -hmm. I can get out on a fall walleye bite, that'd be all right. You know, since the river's low, could walk the bank. I know. Yeah. I need to, I need to have a day and do that. Go I might I'll, do that. Follow this guy right here. This guy, this guy that I'll, I'm pointing yeah. to right here. I'll, I'll go down there. Like we, see? you know, just go down the river, yep. just uh, try to find those deep pools. I mean, like I, it's not, it's something I've just started recently getting into, but uh. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a shot. There you it's go. good year to do it. Oh, yeah. The water is super low. Like, you basically, yeah. I mean, if you had waders, you'd probably walk from one side of the uh, river to the other side. Do you think that's going to affect you? I do have waders. How, how low the water is, do you think that's going to affect fall fishing? Kit or Zach? I don't know. I'm just curious because I get to limited time to go fishing-wise. So, with the, with the low waters, because, you know, obviously rain has been very limited. Um, is it going to affect fall well, there's walleye, any any type of bites, any type of fishing. Do you guys think it's going to affect like bad? I guess you can say. That's a good um, question. Uh, I guess it depends how dry it gets. If it gets like drier than what it is, it you know if there's no water, obviously there can't be fish. Well, yeah. But you know if it just stays you know consistently low, it'd probably make for better fishing if you can find the fish. If you yes. can find those deep pools that are you know because all the fish they gotta. You know, they, they're trying to find that deeper water. If you could find like that pool with like, I don't know, 10 walleyes hanging out in it, then, yeah, you know, yeah. that's lights out right there. Yeah. Yeah. They got to go somewhere. Yeah. Like you said, like, if you can find the deep pools, then there's not a lot of places for fish to be in the river right now. Yeah. That's what I'm, okay. So just go find the school. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> <laughs> deep pools. Deep pools. Deep pools. So easy. Yeah. So not every pool is going to hold fish. So you just got to, just got to look. 
uh some help man we've been talking for a little bit almost almost an hour man so you got anything else for for zach kit i know you have a lot you had some more things for zach because uh Uh, i'm just excited i'm just excited to go try diddy pole fishing man i'm i'm not gonna lie man i'm super excited about that it's a good time it's more like a social time on the boat so like you're just out there on the boat and drinking beer and catching fish and you know it it's a little easier than rod and reel you don't have to do as much strategy but you you know you catch the fish and have a good time sure oh so what do you say to those people that are like, it's not real fishing because it's not rod and reel? Because I, I know there's haters out there. They're like, they're like 75% wrong. Oh my. <laughs> See, okay. Yeah. They, I, okay. I guess I always give more credit. Like if you catch a 40 pound flathead on rod and reel and mm-hmm. a 40 pound flathead on a diddy pole, like the guy with rod and reel did more work. He had to sit there longer, but you're still, you still have to find the right holes and it still takes a lot of time mm-hmm. to, go out and like find the big the big fish you still have to know what they're eating you still have to go and catch a ton of bait like the diddy pulling is all about your bait catching game because you go through so much bait so you still have to catch a lot of bait you still have to know where they're at what they want to eat that kind of thing but i mean they're not a hundred percent wrong <laughs> even i'll admit that so when you say you go wrong. when you say you go through a lot of bait is why or how we always try and keep live bait on right because mm-hmm. flatheads generally go for live bait uh versus channel cats you know they'll they'll take dead stuff and with five poles a person and we got you know three four guys in the boat and it's 15 to 20 poles and then we check them you know we might do i don't know four checks in a weekend so then you're going through like 80 bait fish you know you gotta go and find quite a few every time you go out so we've got like a whole bait tank system like i've got a video of that up on my channel and everything whole bait tank system well, that makes yeah, I mean, sense now. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Not every bait equals a fish, and then when that bait's dead, you kind of got to replace them too. Right. A lot of times we get cleaned hooks. You know, gar will take them off, or you know, maybe a fish will just be hooked by like the skin of its lip or whatever. So a lot of times you pull up to clean sets, or if the bait's dead, then we'll replace it. So we go through quite a bit of bait in a weekend. That makes sense now. No, because I was just wondering, like, how do you go through that much bait? But then when you add the numbers up, the amount of people was with you, the amount of, like you just said, polls you set out, amount of times you check it. That's a lot of live bait, man. You, you At the yeah. end of the day, yeah, you, you forget about that. It's like, okay, yeah, you do need quite a bit. So, huh, makes a lot of sense. All right. I'm in, man. You sold, you sold me, man. I got to go. We got to go try this kit. I'm I'm, I'm texting the boss right now. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going diddy pole fishing, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm down for like the whole spending a whole weekend That's... camping out there, all that stuff. Okay, it's a good time. I, I don't know if I could quite do that. I can meet you guys during the day, unless I can take the kids. That's the only thing. It's gonna be hard for me to. to spend it's kind of a nighttime thing, though, isn't it, Zach? Well, you maybe. can you can kind of check it at your. So you, legally, you have to check the line, the lines every 24 hours. We like okay. to check them more than that, but legally, you have to do it every 24 hours. So you could kind of pick and choose if you want to run it at night and if you want to run it during the day or the morning or whatever like a lot of times we'll go and pound poles on a friday and we'll kind of be like okay well we'll do a we pounded them friday evening and then we'll do like a friday midnight and a saturday morning run and then uh, we mix it up yeah you know when we check them late night runs are like you're missing out on sleep but usually <laughs> be productive you're making uh, sure your hooks are baited. hey we're, we're we're fishermen man what's sleep i know it's the honest truth, man. You don't even worry about sleep when it comes to fishing. All you can dream about is that pole bending at the end of yep. the day. Best time to sleep is the best time to fish. 
It's true. <laughs> the honest truth. The honest truth right there, man. So uh, other than that, man, I don't I don't have any anything else. You know what? Like like I said, you know, thank you so much, Zach, just to join us and have a beer or two with us. Hopefully, um, I don't know if we did you run out of beer? Because I'm about to go get another refill. I don't know about you, but I've got a half left. Uh, what uh, the? I, I need a refill. Yeah, actually. you, you got to drink up a little bit more. But but like I said, man, next you, when you take us Diddy Bowl fishing and when we take you ice fishing, we're going to finish more than just a, a beer or two. So FYI. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> but anyways, man, like, like I said, thank you so much for just joining us. We I, I truly appreciate it because I don't know anything about Diddy Bowl fishing, about, uh, tra- you know, leaving dude you you touch you taught me a lot about just leaving the, the trot lines and everything that's to me it's like a, i'm absorbing and i absorb all the time um with you with all our guests and with kit and, and with you so um like i say man at the end of the day thank you so much for just joining us and i'm pretty sure somebody's gonna listen to this and be like damn really i'm gonna they're gonna they're gonna start trying right now did he pull fishing they're gonna go google it and they're gonna google it and youtube it right now and then we're gonna be like, dude, all you need to do is just check out this guy's YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, look up Zach's channel. Exactly. Um, uh, you want to talk about your podcast? Uh, for oh, yeah. those of you that don't, you know, Zach has his own podcast. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a podcast um, with me and Colton Bradley from Chasing Iowa Outdoors. He does a lot of uh, waterfowl videos and stuff like that around here. Mm-hmm. We started it in January. We've done a handful of episodes. Since we started the podcast, he's moved twice and gotten married, and I've moved once to the country. So we've not had a lot of time to do anything consistent, um, but we need to kind of pick it back up. But yeah, we've it's kind of an all-purpose podcast. We do mm-hmm. we talked a lot about turkey hunting when we started, you know, in the spring, and then uh, some about fishing and ditty poles and stuff like that, and then. Uh, we need to get on and do some waterfowl episodes and we'd have you guys onto the, onto the podcast as well. Once we, once we get things rolling again too, it'd be kind of nice. We need to have more guests on. It's one of the tough things about having a podcast is you gotta have let, guests on it. Let us know. Well, there's always zoom. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We can always do this. And uh, we love, we love to talk. At least I love to talk a lot. I mean, I, I, I absorb and talk a lot, but you know what? Me, I love hanging out with fishing kit. Cause I learned a lot from the guy. So yeah. if you need, if you need, honestly, if you really want to learn about fishing and techniques and what you should do, um, this is the guy to go to in a sense. So, um, but yeah, hit us up, man. And you know what? I'll, I'll put the link to the, your guys podcast and everything, um, on the show notes and everything. So everybody can check that out. I'll put your, your YouTube channel and everything. So everybody can check that out. Who's whoever's listening, whoever's watching. Um, but like I said, man, just, just keep pumping out your content. I like it. I like, I think you're in your sense, you're unique. So keep it that way, man. It's cool as hell. Um, in, in my eyes and I'm learning, I'm, and I see, Hey, like I said, I'm going to have to go tell the wife right now. She's going to ask me, what the hell is Diddy Pole Fishing? And I'm going to have to explain it, and it's going to be awesome because I'm going to go do it with you, all right? All right. Sounds good. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Zach. All right, yeah, Zach. no problem.